second reading this morning is from Mark 1, verses 9 to 15. At the time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming out out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the desert, and he was in the desert for forty days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of God. May I speak and may we all hear in the name of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's great to be with you this morning and we plunge into St. Mark's Gospel on this first Sunday in the season of Lent. Um, Getting down in that wonderful way which Mark does with a real economy of words to the real basics, the core things about Jesus' ministry. We hear of his baptism on which his ministry was founded, from which it sprang. Uh, His going out into the desert, the wilderness of temptation where he encountered Satan and the beginning of his ministry. And immediately we hear the context of that, the context of John the Baptist, the one who baptised our Lord. Already, just a few verses later, John arrested and Jesus comes to Galilee and proclaims the good news of the kingdom of God. One of the wonderful things about the baptism of Jesus is that sense of disclosure of God's loving purposes in his Son, the relationship of the Father with the Son and the relationship of the Son with the Father. You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And in Scripture, this is described as the heavens torn apart, something very violent and dramatic happening, but those beautiful words, the words which come as a reassurance and a sign of God's love made manifest in Jesus Christ. And how does this happen? The Spirit descending like a dove. And then these words are said, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. So right at the beginning of St. Mark's Gospel, we have this real sense of the foundations being built for all that followed. God's love revealed in Jesus Christ, his Son. This shown at his baptism. 
This then followed by his going out into the wilderness and then after that beginning his ministry, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, the good news of God's love. It is all held rather wonderfully together and it is the holding together which I think is very important for us as we think about our own journey. Think of Springfield about to celebrate 20 years, a year of celebration. All the blessings which there have been in those 20 years for 10 of those years, Will has accompanied the journey with you. Uh, Many of you, I expect, have come in those 10 years in which Will has been the chief pastor here and guided you and formed all those relationships under God. Some of you, no doubt, will go back over the 20 years. And in the Signs of Growth uh, survey, which um, Croydon is the last of the three areas to participate in it, it began in the Woolwich area two years ago, and then last year Kingston did it, and now Croydon is doing it. Uh, There is a real sense in that of us trying to see in our different churches, in our different congregations, how God is at work among us in terms of our blessings and in terms of those things we wish to give thanks for. And each return will be very different, but the amazing thing, looking at the two Episcopal areas already and their returns, which have now been shared with the churches and with the congregations, is that there are some remarkable things, uh, some remarkable continuities, some remarkable things which give great encouragement as we look across the Southwark Diocese. So I hope, I'm not going to say what's happened in the other areas because that might affect how you fill in the form today, but I will just say that one of the youngest participants to fill in the form uh, in the Woolwich area was um, a three-year-old boy who, when he did his bit about what he thought of the church, Uh, he drew a chocolate chip biscuit because this is what he was given every Sunday um, at the end of worship with with, with a cup of orange juice. And this is what was good for him (laughs) on the Sunday, the chocolate chip biscuit. But you will record your own things and I hope you will respond with it. And then after Archbishop Rowan comes in the middle of March and you have your 20-year celebration, I know the celebrations will continue no doubt, throughout the year, and there will be lots to give thanks for. I think the following Sunday, um, you will be sharing something which I have prepared for the whole of the diocese to mark my first year as bishop, which I thought and prayed about hard and discussed very carefully with my colleagues. And this is a call to mission, and it's called Faith, Hope, Love, Bishop Christopher's Call to Mission. And I will say just a little bit more about that um, in a few moments' time. But that is also so that we stay not only counting our blessings, not only looking at encouraging signs of growth, but realise that nothing can be done by our own strength alone. Everything is by God's grace. And if we are going to become more dependent on God's grace, and less reliant on our own strength, 
then we have to look at the core values which bind us together. And the ones which we have to share are faith, hope, love. These are already values which in this school here, um, during the daily life of the school, in our communities, um, people are already using this language, faith, hope, love. But we have something very precious to share because we know that at the heart of our biblical life, um, at the heart of the teaching of the New Testament, uh, these values are absolutely core and we wish to share these values more widely from our own distinctly Christian perspective and perhaps enrich and deepen other people's understandings and by God's grace draw them closer and point them beyond ourselves to Christ. John the Baptist, who baptised Jesus in the waters of the river Jordan, pointed not to himself, but pointed beyond himself to Christ. And as here at Springfield we celebrate 20 years, that surely is what has happened here. That surely is what is authentic about all Christian witness when we learn to point beyond ourselves to Christ, to the one who came to serve us, to love us, to give his life for us as a ransom for many. And then we have in the Gospel reading today Jesus going out into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. Um, in St. Matthew's Gospel, the temptations are spelt out. But in Mark's Gospel, it is enough just to know that he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he was there, he was tempted by Satan. Tempted with worldly power and through his love for the Father, the one who had said, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Through the strength of that love, he was able not to turn to the love of power, but to witness to the power of love. And in so doing, was faithful to his father's will. In 2009, I was staying quite near Bethlehem, and one of the most remarkable things about Jerusalem, apart from the city itself, is that at the top of the Mount of Olives, um, there is something called the wilderness. And the wilderness is where the vegetation suddenly ceases and the Judean wilderness, the desert, begins very starkly. The land is arid, it falls away and plunges down and down to the Dead Sea, which lies hundreds of metres below sea level. And in this place, Jesus went out into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. Very powerfully in St. Mark's Gospel, that is right at the start of his ministry, right after his baptism, just before 
he begins his ministry of preaching and teaching and mighty works and the casting out of demons, which comes later in the first chapter of Mark. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. In Southwark Cathedral last week on Wednesday, on Ash Wednesday, a very powerful sculpture, a depiction of the crucifixion uh, was placed in the sanctuary right in front of the high altar and the great uh, screen behind it with all those statues on it has been veiled with a great big white cloth and then in front of it this immensely powerful figure of Christ crucified and it's been made with um, thousands of coat hangers which are pointed in like spears into the body. So it's a very, very horrific thing to look at and brings the power of the crucifixion uh, very visually to mind. And on Friday evening, there was a youth service in the cathedral and... Um, there were a few hundred young people there and others as well. And I had to give a meditation. And I was very concerned that this very, very stark figure of Christ was so horrific and so painful to look at that how would it be possible just to meditate on God's love and all that he had done for us in the context of this very brutal and powerful image. Uh, so... I began by talking about the miracle of human personality, that when we think about those we love, when we think about those who have accompanied us on our journey, our family, our friends, all those we love, uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, when we think of that journey, we think about the amazing power of God shown in the miracle of human personality and just how wonderful it is. And when we think of Jesus on the cross, we too think about all those who were gathered at the foot of the cross, Mary and John, the disciple he loved, Mary of Magdala, the other Mary that's mentioned as well, all at the foot of the cross, and Jesus continues to show God's love, to minister to them, to Mary, he says, behold your son. Uh, to John, he says, behold your mother. He continues to give what we need so much that in the presence of great suffering, being there for each other, uh, being there to support and encourage one another, is perhaps the only way we can find a way through what is of unimaginable uh, horror. And so the meditation on Friday with the young people was a focus on the miracle of human personality and the love of God shown in his Son who continued to minister to us even when he was on the cross and dying. And this, of course, is our journey through Lent over these coming weeks. And how good that part of that journey will be to reflect 
on the power of God's love in Jesus over 20 years in Springfield with Archbishop Brown with us. But some will also be to reflect over those 20 years, your own sufferings, the sufferings of those you love, those other things which we bring to the foot of the cross. And in faith, hope, love, which is a week after the Archbishop comes, you will be receiving each an envelope like this with your names on it. And in it there will be a prayer and a letter from me. And the first phase is inviting you just to reflect on how your lives reflect God's love in Christ, reflect those values of faith, hope, love, how we share them with others. And in that first phase, which is very fitting for this time of year as we journey uh, through Lent to Easter and beyond, just to hold the mirror up. The first phase is about just holding the mirror up to ourselves and taking a long look and being deeply reflective and just considering ourselves how these values of faith, hope, love can be seen in us, how we see them and draw strength and courage from them in one another. And then the other phases which come all through the year and on into next year, there are three distinct phases, are then taking those wider circles in our churches, our church life. And then that wider circle of how we witness to God's love in the wider community going out in joyful service. So I hope Faith, Hope, Love will be a blessing to everyone at Springfield. I'm very glad that Will's up for it. <laughs> and, and I hope that as this unfolds, it will be something that resonates with what you already know to be true about your life together in Christ. But perhaps give it a particular focus from which you can draw particular encouragement. And as you begin this journey beyond the 20th anniversary, give thanks to God and look creatively about what he is calling you to do in his name, in mission, in this world which he has made, in the journey which continues. So today, Mark takes us to the core things, baptism, temptation in the wilderness, and then the Galilean ministry, proclaiming the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. I hope that as we give thanks for 20 years, we will deepen that sense of God's love for us, his blessing and his provision and his mighty strength in all that we do in his name and that we may seek to point beyond ourselves to Christ, his son, so that others may have hope and others may come to believe and others may repent and believe the gospel. But we cannot do this unless we begin with ourselves which is what faith, hope, love is all about. That sense of how we seek deepening discipleship and renewal in our discipleship. And that is right at the heart of the great mystery of God's love, poured out on the cross, poured out in our lives, freely given, wonderfully given, ours for the taking. Amen.
And so our focus moves to the bread and the wine, which has been given and will now be blessed and broken and shared in Christ's name. The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured, may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died... He had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine Again he praised you and gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, Help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people, gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. And now we say together in the words our Saviour commanded and taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. <coughs> 